Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Praise be the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and welcome to another edition of Real Presence Live, coming to you on the Real Presence Radio Network. Father James Gross with you, uh, priest of the Diocese of Fargo, and uh, broadcasting from our studios in the beautiful Near Southside Historic District of Grand Forks, North Dakota. Uh, Usually I am joined by Father Jason Leffer, who is unable to be with us today, so I am batting solo with you for the next couple of hours, but I'm really not batting solo. I have the Holy Spirit as a co-pilot, of course, as well as our production assistant, Eli. And uh, without any further ado, let's go ahead and turn things over to our first interview of the morning as we hear from uh, a special guest who is joining us, Father Mike Schmidt. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Doing very well. It's uh, great to have you on the air again. Uh, Before we get started here, I was just curious about something. You may have heard that a few days ago there was a pretty significant early winter snowstorm in some parts of North Dakota. Has winter made an appearance yet in the (laughs) Twin Ports? Yes, it did. Well, it was here and then we left again. It was, I'm grateful. I said, it came by, said hi, and then... uh, reminded us all that uh, it's going to come eventually, and then it took off for, for maybe a little uh, two-week hiatus, who knows. But we had, yeah, we had the snow flu for a couple days in a row. <laughs> I imagine that uh, where you are with uh, Lake Superior, uh, when winter comes, uh, people really have to batten down the hatches and, and prepare it, for it. around for a while. Yeah, probably not. I don't know if it's as bad as, uh, as uh, North Dakota in the sense that, you know, we have those trees. Um, right. <laughs> it slow down the wind sometimes and, you know, stop the snow. But yeah, the, uh, between the drifting of, of uh, North Dakota and the, uh, mm-hmm. the lake effect of Duluth, um, I'm not sure which of us wins uh, for the most brutal winter. Well, but one thing that those... One thing that those of us in the Red River Valley might be aware of is that, uh, unlike us, you guys have hills to negotiate with icy streets right. in the wintertime. <laughs> yeah, especially, you know, they, they built Duluth on a hill, and... Uh, it's it's gorgeous because you can look out over the lake, but then you realize uh, that when you are trying to drive down or up the hill on some of those those icy days, it can get a little treacherous. Very good. Now, um, we're going to be talking about an appearance that you'll be making at the University of Mary out in Bismarck. Um, have you been to U Mary before? I have. It was a, one of the most the greatest. No, I say the greatest experience of my life. It's a great. It was a great experience, though. It was. I had gone out. Um, the first time, I think maybe a couple summers ago, for the focus training. Uh, oh, uh, right. The, the, yeah, the Fellowship of Catholic University students. They have uh, the 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 region up here does a lot of their training um, over at UMary. And I remember remember flying into Bismarck, thinking like, oh gosh, you know, okay, here we are in Bismarck, blah blah blah. Uh, not really expecting too much, just in the sense of like, oh, it's just another town, another school. And I got out to UMary and was completely blown away by. Um, the uh, the hospitality I was blown away by uh, the way that the the school seems to just have this this clear mission of uh, wanting to not only uh, form uh, be formed evangelistically like you know really let the gospel transform the lives of the students 
but also be a place where um, they are then sent sent out. It was just it just it. I was so impressed when I went to New Mary, and so I was able to go back again this summer um, for focus training again, and I can't wait to get there uh, soon again next next Terrific. And those of us who are familiar with the campus from many years ago, like the 70s and 80s, for example, recognize the growth that's been happening, especially in uh, recent years and how with enrollment and the construction of additional buildings and dorms are really bursting at the seams. So there is a, a beautiful dynamic and a really a lively spirit there at the University of Mary. And you are going to be the keynote speaker at an annual event that they hold the upcoming prayer day. Um, so uh, it's it's not too far away, I'm sure you're starting to, to kind of gear up for it and get excited for this opportunity oh absolutely i i um it's been on my calendar for a while now but uh the as you said as the days are getting closer i'm just you know really been, i've been really praying about and and preparing for like just what is it that um i think you know so in my mind i i had always thought this was like a primarily for students and then i found out later on actually really recently that um that I think it's for anyone who is interested in coming by. I think I, that could be, I could be that is correct. on that, but uh, yeah. So then anyone, um, mm-hmm. but so yeah, that was how we came up with the topic. The topic itself um, yeah. is a Christian adulting <laughs> um, mm-hmm. is the, the, the clever way, you know, uh, of, of basically I had said, I just really wonder um, if uh, I couldn't speak towards what is it, to uh, be a spiritual adult, you know, what is it to be um, someone who uh, has matured in their faith? You know, St. Paul, at some point, you know, he says, uh, at one point, you know, I, I had to give you milk, but now I, you need to live on solid food. Like, you need to actually grow to the full stature of Jesus Christ. And there's something about, uh, there's something about, I think, maybe the way in which we're approaching, well, not all of us, but the way in which all, a lot of times we can approach discipleship, following Christ, um, and even just, uh, yeah, evangelization, that st- it stops at a certain level instead of saying, okay, what, what, what would it look, look like to really achieve the full maturity of Jesus Christ, uh, you know, full stature? And um, so that, that's kind of what I want to propose to mm-hmm. all those who are coming out to you, Mary. We're going to uh, dive into uh, the details of the event a little bit later on, just to let people know right off the bat, uh, November 20th is the uh, date of the uh, University of Mary Prayer Day, and uh, we'll be talking about more of the details with how to get registered and the specific time frame of the prayer day. But let's get back into uh, digging deeper, you might say, in this uh, theme. One of the things that struck me, and of course it's an engaging topic and a very worthwhile one, Christian adulting, the signs of spiritual maturity, is that as Christians, there there is a certain paradox. Uh, Jesus, in numerous cases, talks about... um, you know, being childlike, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we ought not to understand that as being uh, childish or immature. So I guess, how do we hold both of those things that kind of seem intention, you know, that um, childlike uh, faith in Christ while at the same time growing toward a spiritual maturity? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think that um, what it comes down to, is, for at least for me, uh, is um, when, when Jesus is saying to be... Um, like a child, um, the heart of a child. I'll, almost every commentary I've ever read has indicated that what he's talking about is not, like as you said, not being childish, but having that dependence, having that loving trust um, 
having that sense of like, you know, actually apart from you, I can do nothing. So, you know, as Jesus says in John chapter 15, apart from me, you can do nothing. And Mm -hmm. to have that same mentality of like absolute dependence. Um, And so on one hand, uh, that, that, the truth, the knowing that, um, like a child, I, I, I must be dependent on the Lord. Like a child, I have to have um, this, this confidence in Him and this trust in Him, that simple childlike faith. Um, at the same time, uh, there's an element where um, I have to take responsibility for that. Like at some point, um, like becoming a, a mature Christian or follower, mature follower of Christ means that I have embraced um, the... the I, I, it's one of the marks. One of the marks of, I would say, adulthood is um, a willingness to take responsibility. I mean, if we think about it like this, um, uh, you could go back over the years and say, well, what, how, how, do, how do we in our culture know when a person is an adult? Um, and like, I don't know, because you know, we don't really have any rights of passage. Is it one person drives? Is it when they you know, turn 18 and now they can vote or they can you know, buy cigarettes? Is it when they're 21 and they buy alcohol? Is it... Uh, when they've gone off to college, or what, what, what is the marker uh, for when a person has become an adult? And, and it's so, um, it, there is no clear one in our culture. Um, because we'll think about this, you know, the, some of the students I work with, um, as they look back to, you know, 60 years ago, 70 years ago, during uh, uh, World War II, they were, um, you know, they would have been old soldiers in, in World right. War II. And so you think, like, wow, so those people, those men particularly, um, who were soldiers during the war, like, they were 17, 18 years old at the time. And the sense of, like, well, okay, that was, that's an adult, so what's the marker? And I think that marker, you can, you can drill it down and say, a willingness to take responsibility for oneself is, is the beginning. You know, so that sense of, like, okay, no, um, I, <laughs> I, I am not necessarily just going to let others take care of me. I'm not just going to look out for... Um, my own interests, but I'm, I'm willing to take responsibility for myself. And then the next step is I'm willing to take responsibility for someone else. Um, that's one of the reasons I think why, uh, one, if there is a marker in our culture right now, it's not necessarily when someone like, like, joins the military, but when someone maybe gets married or has a child, um, that they're saying, no, I'm going to, this person is now reliant upon me and I'm going to take responsibility for uh, their well-being. We are privileged to be visiting with Father Mike Schmitz, a priest from the Diocese of Duluth, a a very familiar voice to a lot of our listeners, an author and speaker who uh, has numerous video essays available on uh, um, YouTube through Ascension Presents, and uh, who's going to be appearing at the University of Mary for their prayer day as the keynote speaker on Wednesday, November 20th. Uh, Let's turn to just a a couple of minutes that we have left. I just want to follow up on that idea that you mentioned a, a moment ago about how in generations past people because of a variety of situations found themselves maybe having to grow up quickly whether it be in a time of war or let's say a a parent dies and someone is putting aside as an older sibling in the family you know some of their own ambitions in order to uh, earn money for the family take care of them sorts of things like that in your position um, as a uh, you know working closely with uh, Catholic students and university students there at uh, UMD Tell us about some of the things that you see that kind of are prolonging adolescence, you might say, that yeah. are barriers for them to uh, attain the kind of maturity, spiritually and perhaps otherwise, that they could and ought to have at that age. Yeah, that's a great question, because um, I think 
in many ways, unfortunately, because I know it just sounds, it's unfortunate. And unfortunately, college itself, as it is right now, can do that. It doesn't have to, because there's a number of students that will have who are taking that responsibility. They, they know that, you know, this costs money. They know that they're preparing for not just their own future. They're preparing for whoever it is that they're going to be caring for when they get out of school. But sure. there's an element where, um, where there is, how would I say this? I noticed that um, with simultaneously this, this weird kind of combination. On one hand, you have um, a, a, a an increased freedom, and it's a it's a, it's a, almost a freedom I would say from responsibility. Um, mm. You don't have to take care of anyone except for yourself. You don't have to, uh, you, and you don't. Sometimes uh, people will live that in such a way that they don't even have to take care of themselves. It's um, I kind of sort of sleep when I want. I kind of sort of eat when I want. I kind of sort of go to class when I want. And it's like, oh, gosh, okay, that's, that's going to be a, that's not a great way to live right there. Um, secondly, on the other hand, you have this crushing, I would say, what can be overwhelming uh, debt, right? So you have this incredibly high cost of this education mm-hmm. coupled with like this kind of time of irresponsibility. And so you're able to say like, oh, now on one hand, it's going to do what you want. On the other hand, there's a desperation inside of it because it's like, okay, I might be doing what I want. Um, you know, I could really work hard. I could show up and I could, you know, kind of go after it and crush it. But even then, how do I know that it's going to pay off because of the, because of the debt stuff? And so it, without a solid grounding in meaning and also, without a solid grounding in purpose, what I find is a lot of students become a little bit adrift and then they actually can be a lot uh like over overwhelmed, um, they uh, give into anxiety and just are struck stricken by um, that more than anything. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but um, anxiety just uh, passed depression as the number one reason why college age students seek out mental health issues, um, their services. Mm-hmm. And one of those reasons I think is because of that. It's because okay, I, I kind of am living a life adrift, but so I'm looking at this uh, next step in my life, next phase in my life, and I. I don't know that I'll have the wherewithal, that I'll have the resources that will even be able to pay off this debt kind of a thing. And so that anxiety is there. Um, now, the students that I, I get to work with on a regular basis, even if they go through that uh, at some level, they also have a deep, deep uh, grounding in meaning, deep grounding in Christ. And that's one of the keys. Um, because when they recognize that, okay, my life has purpose, I'm created for a purpose, I can live on purpose. It is. It makes all the difference, and that's what I want to talk right. about as well when I get to you, Mary. Excellent. Well, I tell you what, Father, as promised, you have definitely whet our appetites for the upcoming prayer day at the University of Mary, so that will be Wednesday, November 20th, and the specific location will be one of their gymnasiums, the McDowell Activity Center. Registration begins at 9.15. There will be a a time of praise and worship music at 9.30, and then the keynote address will actually be at 10 a.m. You'll be celebrating Mass after that, and then there will be lunch. So thank you very much, Father Schmitz, and uh, all the best in your continued ministries. Thanks so much. I can't wait to see you guys in North Dakota. Fantastic. We're looking forward to it.